The internet is interesting. The smallest things can go viral and you can have your moment of internet fame. I don't think I'm seeking out a turn when I say the three of us want that on some level. But what happens when your internet fame is based on a horrible lie and you add fuel to the fire to continue to elevate your platform? Find out during this week's discussion of Not Okay. I'm Chad. I'm Matt. Have a seat, get comfortable, and enjoy episode 77 of We Used to Talk About This at Work. All right, Matt. So I, I I was a man of my word. First thing Monday, I went to the post office and I shipped um, Cyberpunk 2077 to you um, via the post office and stuff. And I looked at the shipping today. It is Saturday and it is in Chicago. It has been in Chicago since Wednesday. That is correct. You um had very high hopes that I was going to get this game. But then I started thinking, Maybe Chad forgot that I'm in Japan and the post office doesn't work, but I didn't want to shit on your dreams. I wanted you to be happy to think I was actually going to get this game in less than a week. Hey man, I, 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 excuse me for not having faith in an American institution like the United States Post Office. I apologize. I was just trying to make sure you were good to go for this week's guests. But did, did you at least play something this week? Uh, yeah, I played uh, Fortnite. Okay, and I got a couple games. I got a couple games on my phone too that I play. <laughs> Merge Mansion. Uh, some other games like Clash of Clans on my phone. So we, uh, I got some. T- I got some stuff. Playing those fucking dad games. I see you. It's better than uh, what's the thing that uh, Candy Crush? Well, that's a mom game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, so I'm playing the dad game. I am a dad, so I gotta keep that stereotypes up. That's fair. That's fair. Embrace your stereotypes. Hey man, I might go out and get some, get me some all white new balances <laughs> for the lawn that you don't have. Yes, just me standing on my balcony with them. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, so um, as alluded to this week, uh, we have a gamer here and uh, also a YouTuber. Uh, we like to welcome Ariel, the huggable hipster. Hello. Hello. How are you guys tonight? Oh. Or this morning as well. <laughs> <laughs> whatever time it is wherever you are uh, i'm good you know got my coffee got my water it's, it's a it's a yes. mixed max you know made in heaven right coffee at what time is it for me 806 p.m oh i'm going to be up late tonight <laughs> <laughs> speaking of coffee i just read this article because i'm also drinking coffee that you know they say like coffee makes you poop mm-hmm. apparently that only affects 29 percent of people that's not everybody. So Chad, when you drink everybody coffee, does, does it make, right? Well, not well. Apparently, co- coffee affecting you poop it only only goes for twenty nine percent of people. So is it a coincidence that people poop after drinking coffee? Yep, it doesn't happen to everybody. I have a coworker where she drinks this throughout the day and nothing happens, but me, thirty minutes after this, forty five minutes is going to go down. So this can't be a long episode, huh? Now we got to make this quick, all right? <laughs> so this wasn't the first question I had planned for your for the interview portion, but Ariel, are you pooping after you drink that coffee? Uh, you know what? Most of the time I am. I am. I'd like to report that it is a steady bowel movement as well. So it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of those things I never, I did not know that it was only 29% that I'd like to 
thank the Academy for this award of being only 29%. <laughs> thank you for this knowledge. Um, so who are you? Who is Ariel? Who's Ariel? Uh, I am a college graduate of a psych degree. I am a New York resident, uh, but I'm also a YouTuber and I've been doing the YouTubes for six years now. Uh, I'm also a published author and I used to, I was doing music professionally, but that kind of died out uh, because I was almost signed to a record label. Ooh. They tried to take half my funds and I just was like, no, this is, this isn't going to work for me. Also, I was like, you know, cheated out of a lot of stuff in my life of where it was like, oh, music? Yeah, no, you're no good at that. So we're going to place you in this bubble here where you have to do this. So I was always told I couldn't sing, I couldn't like do music properly, but I was like, you know what, let me go to one of my other passions. And that was gaming. That was, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, to clarify, when I say cheated out, I mean, so many people who were like, and I, tell, I don't like saying men, but men above me in like the position of music got other opportunities in music when I was like right at that same level and I was like oh okay never mind but yeah uh right now I do gaming journalism I mean, well, well hold, hold on a second do you want to double down and say white man I mean I don't want to say white men but it was white men right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know as 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 someone who uh you know who is American Israeli on my father's side. It always, you know, it seems to be the people who, um, and I don't mean this as cynical as it is going to come off, but it's always the people who kind of have it handed to them who get those opportunities. And I have to work twice as hard because of that. And I'm just like, you know, sometimes I just want it. I just want someone to be like, oh, hey, here you go. But then it wouldn't be as worth it, you know? No, it would. It would. <laughs> it would. But no, like you should have kept up with yeah. the music. Like, isn't that what all the rappers? I know I'm not saying you you are a rapper, but isn't that what all the rappers do in their music when they're like, "Oh yeah, this teacher said I won shit. Now look at me." No, no, I do. And the thing is, is I, I still do music, but I do it for you know just purely enjoyment purposes as a hobby and everything. Um, I'm actually currently working on a project with a few of my friends right now, so you guys might see something drop in like the next month or so. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Should we add? So, should, should we follow you on Spotify or something? Like you, I, like you, the you yourself, not like. I don't. I don't think I even have a Spotify page anymore. I had it for the Casual Nerd podcast, but I think that was it. All right. Well. Okay. Well, you're you're really yeah. you're really hopping along here in these questions. So you had a podcast at some point. Can you tell us? I, about d- that? I did. It's it's interesting because um, I've gotten questions about this several times. I just never answered it. Now I can properly do that. Oh wait, what? Um, wait, oh yeah, wait, are you saving this? Is this an exclusive? Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it actually is because I've never really answered it before because I've I've always tried to find the right words to say for it, and I didn't get to until now. Of where things have just been plain busy. I have a co-host. And things in her life, things in my life with me, like I I upload every single day on YouTube. So for me, it's it's incredibly busy here. Not only that, uh, I currently still live at home with my family. So that's currently extraordinarily busy. And trying to find time to like kind of balance things out is really difficult. So you have to figure out like, where am I going to spread myself like, you know, like butter in certain ways? Am I going to spread myself in here or am I going to reserve what I need to for certain things, you know? So the podcast right now is currently on hiatus indefinitely. Trust me, Matt and I understand um, 
How do I want to say this, Matt? It's hard out here doing a podcast. <laughs> right. And we just do this weekly. Like, I can't imagine, like, you you upload every single day. And every, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, I, I'm sure that you're not just going off the cuff on those videos. So, like, you're writing stuff mm-hmm. and then you're editing Actually, no, I'm not. I only write stuff that are my, my articles, my articles, and my, my review videos, because I have the articles. Those are, for all intents and purposes, my script. Every other video I do is off the cuff. Oh, okay. Not, um, nice. Yeah. See, I, that yeah. that's that's badass, but I'm, I'm trying to fucking elevate your platform right now. Okay, thanks. No, you know, it's scripted. Yeah, but I don't know. You're yeah, you, you know how, how long I write? I don't sleep. Neither do I. I have insomnia. That's fair. <laughs> well, that coffee you drink is not helping now, is it? Uh, no, it's not. And it's because I know I need to do work after this podcast, so I'm prepping myself in advance. <laughs> but but no, it's just like we just do this. Like we do this. Um, you know, we record. You know, weekly, and you know, we'll watch stuff during the week, and then I do the editing, and Matt does the clickety clack on you know social media but then like we've (laughs) but then you know we've got like you know families and work and it's just like yeah i fucking get it it's just like where is the time for the thing that you like to do and the thing that you have to do well that's the thing too i prioritize time to be lazy like i i don't accept anything less for myself if i don't prioritize time to be lazy i'll go insane (laughs) that's why yes. whenever like i up, i don't that's why i even don't upload at a specific time i'll upload every day but if i upload it at let's say 1 p.m every day it adds like a stressor onto me because i have to upload by that time and i don't need to add that stress makes sense so um so what what is the origins of your name of an of huggable hipster it's, well it, I, I meant ariel like little mermaid oh, ariel. <laughs> no I'm, so I'm it's I'm yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, if you want me to say that, I can too, because not too many. A lot of people think it's from the Little Mermaid. It's not. Um, it has both uh, Shakespearean and Jewish heritage, of where my dad was like, "Oh, you know, Ariel means in Hebrew, um, lion of lioness of God." So there's both like a male and female way to spell it. So like the one that you see how the Little Mermaid is spelled, A R I E L, that's the male way to say it. Oh, oh, yeah. The more yeah. you know. <laughs> and then the one with uh, A-R-I-E-L-L-E, the way mine is spelled, that's the female version of it. So whenever it's like calling me Ariel from the Little Mermaid, I'm like, yeah, I'm a dude. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, it's 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 interesting too because like the, um, the reason my mom picked it is because, and I'm probably not saying this fully, so my mom is watching. Sorry, mom. Uh, I, that name is from Shakespeare's The Tempest, and it's a little spirit that floats around the castle. So she okay. named me after a ghost, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but my uh, Huggable History name was named after was uh, I was in college and I was at a tutoring session. And during the time of my senior year, I was tutoring in both psychology and biology. And one student who was doing the master's program came up to me. And what the case was normally is that students would use the tutors basically as like a reason why they can't be disturbed. So if you see you're being tutored by someone, no one will come and interrupt you. 
that's just like an unspoken rule in college. So whenever um, like he came up to me, he sat there and I was editing my first YouTube video because I started, what did I start? April 5th of 2016. I started. You know the exact and, date? Yeah. Because it's around the time of my dad's birthday. His birthday is April 15th and I started okay. on April 5th. So that's how okay. I kind of link it together. Um, but yeah, when uh, I was first doing it, I was like thinking of thumbnails and all these different things that I wanted to do and content and like I was gotten rid of all of like the toxic things from my life. So when I was sitting in the tutoring session, I was like, what do I want to name this YouTube channel that could be beneficial? And I knew I wanted to have hipster in there as kind of like endearing sarcasm kind of thing because uh, everyone thought I was a hipster basically I listened to bands that nobody had heard of and I wore too many scarves and drank way too much coffee so when um and and here you are many years <laughs> later still doing those things I am still kicking I'm, st I'm still here doing <laughs> as, she, and, as she sips her iced coffee as as I sip my iced frappa mocha hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> no but uh the huggable part came from one of my friends was rushing over to me and they just, and what they always did when they greeted me was, Hey, hugs. I'm like, I thought about it later on. And I was like, hugs, hipster hug. And then later on, like after like a few days or something, huggable started bringing it. I was like, huggable hipster. I'm like, okay. Yeah. They, they go well together, you know? So that's how it came about. So walk us through a, uh, a video, like from ideal to you just hit publish. So, okay, that depends on the video. Are we talking about a review video or are we talking about like a playthrough of like a walkthrough video or something like that? I wasn't ready for you to ask me a question. <laughs> I'm interviewing you. What are you oh, doing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. So <laughs> if it's the run of the mill video of where it's like a review video those take time those take about i would say a week to do and that's post finishing the game so let's say for example um i'm in the process of reviewing uncharted 4 right now and also doing a playthrough of it so you have to record the, the playthrough you have to edit it you have to do all that stuff but i take notes whenever i'm doing like uh, a review and I'll, like stop the game like mid time while I think of like, okay, how, what do I want to cover? What psychology points do I want to bring up in the article? What kind of things do I want to cover that people might not have noticed or missed when they're doing their review? So whenever I play it, like I'll write notes and I'll keep up with like, do I want to cover philosophical content? Do I want to cover like in, like in comparisons, like to Laura Croft or anything like that. So I'll try to like come up with like different things that I want to cover in the article in the notes. Once the notes are all done, um, I'll go out, I'll go over them. I'll like sit on them for like a couple of days, make sure there's nothing I want to like go over and revise. And then I start the article. And basically the article is done within the notes. I just have to go and type it up. And then once that's done, I record the video, then edit that. And then once everything is all edited with the game footage, because I'll keep the game footage and right. I'll overlay that so that people have references to see like how the game plays while I'm talking about different things. And then I'll edit like thumbnail for it and then do the metadata, do all the SEO stuff and then hit publish. So. And wow. you post, and yeah, you post every day. Every single day. Yeah. That's... It'll range between, I do two reviews a week. I do game playthrough two, uh, twice a week as well. Um, I have a news program for the 
it's called the casual nerd and i'll like cover every monday topics in gaming news yeah i always Uh, I I, i always like is that an homage to your podcast uh, not necessarily an homage. It's something that I, I was doing ever since I started YouTube, uh, but I used to call it Tea Talk. And then everyone thought, oh my God, she's a drama channel. To cut that name out. So. Hey, get, get, get those clickety clacks, all right? Get those clicks. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, like, and that's one thing that people mistake about me a lot is that, oh, she's for the drama because she knows she called it Tea Talk. It's like, ugh, I can't stand drama. I can't stand it. So I don't want to be associated with it. That's fair. Um, so I, I've, I've been a subscriber to your YouTube channel for a little bit now, and uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. I was looking for information on some game and it was just like white dude, white dude, white dude. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. And so I've seen, you know, a good amount of your videos and like I'm just scrolling on YouTube and it have like the um, the stuff you put in like your community tab. And a while back, you mentioned stuff about like, just, you know, where you at, like with your growth and everything. And I just, how are you feeling? You've been, you say you've been in the game for seven years, Uh, six years, six years. Like, um, how do you feel about where you are as a creator now? Uh, I feel like. Yeah, it's it's interesting because growth is subjective, right? So whenever we see how different channels grow, we always see a lot of uh, YouTubers compare themselves to one another. And it's like, my journey is not going to be the same, let's say, for example, as Markiplier's journey. His journey is completely different from when he started to where he is now, from where he is, from where he was even at the six-year or four-year mark. He was already getting millions of subscribers. So I feel like for me, where I'm growing in my journey, since I've had to figure out and readjust and redo a lot of types of content to find out exactly where I want to be. I feel like it's perfect where I am. Cause right now I think we're almost 200 people away from 3000 subscribers. So it's become one of those things of where like this year is the fastest I have ever grown. So yeah, I mean like every day, like not to chew my own horn, but every time I go past it, I check my analytics, it's a different subscriber number. So I'm like, Oh God. So I think for right now, it's 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 really steady, good growth. I'm very very proud of that. All right, I, I I'm genuinely happy for you. Like you're putting good content yeah. out, and I'm glad that more people are you know getting what you're putting out there. I'm uh, I'm really grateful about it. Like it's it's not to sound cheesy, but I'm very humbled by it. I really am. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Uh, so you know we we've been at this thing for a year. You know, we we have. You okay, Matt? Oh no, I'm just listening. You, you, made, an, <laughs> you made an eye thing. Why did you make an eye thing? No, I was I was, was going to say something, but I was trying to think about how to say it, and I couldn't get it right, so that's why I didn't say anything at all. The floor is yours, sir. Oh no, I was going to say something like, I guess Ariel, have you ever like been able to speak to one of your fans or not fans subscribers? So I was thinking like. Your this relationship, not relationship, but this right here, where Chad has been a fan of yours for a while, and then now he has his platform with and well, now he with this platform, he was able to reach out to you. So, like, I guess we it's hard for us to actually get feedback and know exactly who's listening to us and stuff like that. But now, Mm -hmm. 
you actually have a real life person of one of your subscribers um, that's been watching your videos for years. So I was like, to me, like, that's a cool feeling that you actually get to talk to somebody and be like, oh, I've, I've been watching you or listening to you for years. That's, yeah. I, that, I was trying to process that, get that out. I think that's cool. Yeah, no, it, it is. And, and like on the, on the topic of that, I, I actually talk to my subscribers every day, like through Twitter and like they'll DM me a lot of the time and we'll have conversations and everything. Like I, I always try to be as open of a book as possible with them. Sometimes like I do have my boundaries. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not like, you know, someone where like you can hit me up at four o'clock in the morning and be like, hey, bestie, what's going on? And it's like, no, that's not going <laughs> to happen. But like for people who just want to hit me up and ask questions and you know, we're already following one another or they want to, you know, ask me something in my Twitter or my comment section. I'm always more than happy to talk with them. I love talking to my community so much. No, I, I am. Um, that's a interesting question, Matt. Cause like when I logged onto the zoom call and she was already there, I was like, Oh, this feels weird. Cause like, I'm just used to like, <laughs> I'm going to call it your set, but you know, you're, where you're recording and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's what she does. The videos. <laughs> <laughs> So I know felt, that I know that chair. <laughs> right. So for me, it felt a little weird. Oh, <laughs> well, hopefully it's not as weird now. No, 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 no. Like it's just like that moment. I was like, oh, right. Okay. Anyway, put put on put on my interview hat. Um. Yeah. So you know the the month is October. What are you looking forward to by the end of the year, game wise? Oh, scorn. and this is the, everybody can play. Oh gosh, scorn. Absolutely. That's that's a horror game I've been looking forward to ever since I saw the first trailer drop. What's that on? It looks really it's we don't even know a lot of the information. We saw two creepy trailers and that you're basically like in this alien world and that's it, but it looks insanely creepy. Like if you look at some of the pictures and everything, it looks wild. Wait, is it coming <laughs> like, out this year? Yeah, it comes out at the end of October. It comes out at the college my third. Yeah, it's it's available on Steam. They don't have physical copies yet, so. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think the pre-order price is like twenty nine, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, Scorn is an upcoming first-person survival horror adventure game. Um, so on Windows and Xbox. Uh, what about you, Matt? What are you looking forward to video game wise um, that um, will be out by the end of the year? I know you don't plan on buying a, a game until you get a PS5, blah, fucking blah. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> what games are you looking forward to? Um, Gotham Knights. Ooh, same. Oh. That's that's not my pick, but that's... I also am looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, I've been just watching um, some of the gameplay and everything else like that and i guess that's the uh that's the first one that came up to mind but i guess if i sat down and put, took some more time i can probably think of some other ones but yeah i'm really intrigued about gotham knights so for me is going to be project calypso oh the calypso project i mean oh, yes i've seen so much of that game it looks really good it was coming out on ps5 and um it's got um Gosh, um, she's uh, that woman from The Boys, um, uh, the one that kills people. Like the the um, the the one that's the one that is a boy. She is a the boy on the team. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, wait, wait. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> chemical. I, I don't, yeah, 
uh yeah she played she was just in um bullet train oh yeah yeah yeah. she was she was uh so uh she's like the i guess the lead character in the game is it called callisto project or calypto callisto right Callisto, i think callisto callisto okay yeah, it's but supposed it's, to be. It looks very Dead Space. Yeah, yeah. So I'm with it. Like I, I really enjoyed Dead Space, and so I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, I'll Still play need it to sometime. Play the very in, first one before the remake comes out. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about this um, pre-show about how you know Ariel's um, a bit of a of a youngster here. You know, I'm, I'm making these references, trying to be cute, and she's like, like I don't know what that is. <laughs> You know what's funny about this, though? And I do have a funny story to share with you guys. Because I, and normally when I don't wear makeup, like I'm not wearing any makeup right now, I normally get told that I look like about 19, 20 years old, right? I was buying the game Returnal at Walmart. And I got carded. <laughs> and I told the man, I was like, I am going to be 30 this month, sir. And he's like, I still need your license. Yes, and they had to double check it. They had another manager come over, and he was like, "Hey, can you look at this person?" <laughs> I'm like, "What are you talking about? Seriously? Like, I, I oh, that what, that what, New Yorker what? just came out. Like, <laughs> it's it's so funny to me though because it's like, I I get it. I still look like a fetus, but that no need for disrespect, please. <laughs> like, don't disrespect me, okay? <laughs> like, I don't have contour on." I don't have any of the the stuff that makes a female a stereotypical female, but I'm still here. <laughs> Wait, what? What? What does that? What does that mean? I don't have the stuff do, that I, makes I, a stick. Is that a is that a the, body part reference? Like what's happening? I know here? it's not. <laughs> it's it was just a, a funny reference to like all the makeup and stuff that we're told to put on because society thinks that we need it. I gotcha. Um, my oh, so but, uh, I was thinking. Wait. They're carding for video games? Yeah, no, it's M rated. Oh, it's M rated. Oh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> but okay, my yeah. question to you is why aren't you paying for a PlayStation, whatever the fuck it's called now? PlayStation the- Plus? Oh, because I get all physical copies if I can. I'm a collector, so I don't I don't I don't do digital games unless that's the only copy that there is to get. I respect that, but also I'm like, man, I'm just trying to save this fucking money at this point. <laughs> I get it. And on the topic, I like I a lot of people are like, are you going to pay $70 for a video game? I'm like, of course I will. Are you kidding me? It supports a developer. Yeah. It supports everybody involved. Like, why wouldn't I pay the $70? Look how she transitioned into that self-promotion. She has a video about this very topic. I do actually <laughs> see. Oh, this is the marketing coming out. That was slick. I see what you did. <laughs> um no like i i do respect it but it's just like for me to to like at this like so like i i i i do try to do this when i can and matt does as well but like it's also like sometimes like shit if i can save this money sure i'll i'll pay for it digitally or i'll i i subscribe to the highest tier of whatever this playstation thing is and so yeah i've got Yes. Yes, please. I I understand that. It's also better of convenience, too. You know, being in Japan, sometimes we don't get the stuff. So it's like, uh, if I can just download it, I can play it now versus wait of trying to get it shipped from Amazon or something like that to get it. So it all depends. And also your local library is a great resource. Not not yours, man. I mean, mine. 
in America. Well, my 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 library might be good out there. I don't know what they have. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> been to a library since you know, good old two thousand eight. But you know, actually, that's probably so true. Ahead. It was the last time where, yeah. I, where I took my son to get library books. That's probably the last time I was there. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was trying to uh, reserve um, Gotham Knights, and the library only ha- only has the Xbox version. And I'm like, that's 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 the worst kind of discrimination, uh, <laughs> the kind against me. <laughs> it's actually interesting. I just bought the uh, the what is it, the um, Arkham Knights game, and everyone's like, you need to play the other games. You need to play the other ones. So I got the other ones on Steam for like a really great price. I'm looking forward to seeing those because I've never gotten a chance to play the Batman games before. Because, because I'm a big Batman fan. Because she's a youngster and you know it's, she yeah she I'm she, a she Phoenix, went, remember? You know, yeah yeah like, <laughs> I I remember the day that Arkham Asylum came out and I went to Kmart to buy it. I remember that. Uh, now you showing your age out here. I know I know I fucking know Kmart I had I had a K-Mart. mullet and a flannel on and shit because you know Kmart Midwest you know and I remember no you know what I remember the very first video game I ever played was on the GameCube Resident Evil 1 remake when I was 10. Oh shit yeah and my dad was like no we're not gonna save it to Hanukkah we're not gonna do that you want it now right and I'm just like what is it though and I didn't know what video games were at all when I was 10 I only knew like Pac-Man and certain computer games and everything like that but my dad showed me that you know a whole new world (laughs) (laughs) I I, I like your callback um Matt did you feel something when she literally just said my first gaming experience was on the GameCube yes I was like Yes, she, she that fetus talk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but so. with all respect, like my my daughter's first was the PS5. Like I was, she was sitting on my lap and I was playing. Um, God damn it! What's the one with the little robot? It, it, it came free with the PlayStation Five. Oh, Astro! Uh, Astro's, Astro's Playground. I was about like, to say Astro Boy. <laughs> yeah, Astro Boy. You know Astro that Boy. that lovely licensed game. <laughs> Yeah, and like she just snatched the controller from me and just hit the directional arrow. Like eventually Aww. she went and she was just walking into the wall. But, you know, I was a proud papa that day. But, yeah, my fucking That's young horrible. ass child first experience was a PS5 in the year 2020. So, yeah, we're all old. That's so cute. Yeah. Uh, did you catch that? Either you guys catch that uh, Mario teaser trailer? I have yes. not. I just hear a lot of people complaining about it for no reason. I heard people complaining about the poster, but like the the uh, the stuff that I've seen, the people that were shitting on the poster were eating that that teaser up. Oh, really? I haven't seen it. I'm doing a review of it, but I'm I I the only thing that I heard that people are not liking is the fact that Mario's booty is so flat. <laughs> yeah, that's that's from the poster because it was just it was an ass shot. Okay, okay so like, wait, hold on. Let, 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 let's stop right here. So I saw that too. Was this a thing that? Mario had cake before, and I just didn't notice. Have it. you not? Have you not seen those yeah. memes about Mario having a, having some ass? I, I yeah. must not be on that one. I never knew that that Mario had a wagon behind him. I didn't know that because it's it's he not it's not it's not the princess with that ass. All right. Why do you think Princess Peach likes him? <laughs> so I was like, they was like, oh, Mario ain't got no ass. I was like, wait, this is a thing that we're doing now. Yes, yes, I I, I can show yeah. you some literature after the show. All right. I got to see what I'm missing out on. 
All right. So uh, loosely, because we don't want to corrupt Ariel's thoughts. Uh, what are your thoughts on the trailer? The, excuse me, the teaser. I enjoyed it. Then I had my son watch it, who, you know, is in love with Mario. And he was so excited. He couldn't wait to see it. He laughed at the, the joke parts. Yeah. 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 So, um, but really, I was concerned. I was waiting to hear the voice. To yes. See what they were yes. Going to do. Yes. Yes. So, what was your thoughts, Chad? Um. So I've been looking forward to this movie since they announced it, like three or four years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a big Mario fan. I'm not near my Mario shit now, but um, I had Matt send me some plushies from Japan. Um. I've got I, I I stand for Mario. Um I I like everyone else was not happy about Chris Pratt being Mario. I was honestly a little skeptical about this whole cast, but from the voice work that was featured in this trailer, I'm like, oh, I see y'all, I see y'all trying to be voice actors now. Okay, it's not this is not your standard celebrity just doing their own voice situation. So right, I appreciate, yeah, they're trying. Work in. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the animation looks great. Uh, I'm I cannot fucking wait. I I will be there opening weekend. If this if this does well, maybe we'll have Ariel back for the movie review since she's she's video game person. We'll see how this goes. But yeah, I I genuinely cannot wait for this movie. It's it's not on here, but I just thought about this not right now. But then we should have asked her about uh Last of Us. Oh, did you see the trailer for that? Don't even get me started. I'm so in love with it. I can't wait. (laughs) I can't wait. I loved both games so much. Like with my whole soul, I loved it. And I played both of those. What I shouldn't have done was play both of those games back to back on my YouTube channel. I I should not have done that emotionally to myself. Oh, no, it was bad. But it was also (laughs) really good to get a feel of both of them. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, I think we were we playing those. We played those before we started. We played the second one before we started a podcast. But um, yeah, fucking loved it. Like fuck all that internet chatter. Like story was great. I fucking yeah. love Abby. I was okay. here for that game. Uh, as long as I get games like Abby, I'm set in life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's 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 fire to me. If I always if I see like that's what always got me so irritated when people were like. Why? Why do you have like you know one with muscles in a video game? I'm like, why do you care? Why did you get the game? Yeah, but, shut up. But also, <laughs> it's like um, it th- there are women that look like that. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the to the show, but I like Pedro Pascal, but he's literally doing the same thing on The Mandalorian, literally. I didn't even think of that actually. He's fucking doing an escort miss mission with a minor. <laughs> hey man, he, he got a he got a type. He, got a, <laughs> he, he know he he knows what he's good at. <laughs> he is a little thing called typecast. Yes. Yeah. Um. So we're we're kind of out of the video game realm of this. Um. Ariel, what was the last movie you saw outside of your homework for this podcast? Let's see, the last movie that I saw, because this is going to age me a lot, Legally Blonde. I mean, it's not like, are you saying you saw that? I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. In the theater. Morbius. That was the last one that I saw. 
Okay. Um, do, do you? Okay. So uh, this there is a go. little. This is a little early in the podcast, but um, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm, okay. Fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. On the record, I'm fine. I'm just saying, like, um, going to see Morbius in the theater makes me feel like you have some negative opinions about your time and yourself. No, actually, I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it illegally on Twitch. That's another thing entirely. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was morbid time, it, right? And then it cut off because the person's account got removed. So everybody was migrating over to a new account. I'm like, I just want to see the rest of this. And then I bought it on Blu-ray and my life is complete. So. Oh, my God. I've, no regrets. No regrets whatsoever. I love it. Respect um yeah so, so why don't you and matt talk about anime for like an hour <laughs> exactly oh man more so uh i know exorcist what do you think about that i just need to know your opinion i have not seen it i've i've only now also i've only been watching i've only been on this anime journey for about three years now so but that's but that's I, okay because she's so fucking young that you know that's when she started <laughs> yeah. you know that's when she learned how to watch TV, right? Yeah, pretty much. So I, I've been um, I've been mixing mixing new and old. So the first anime that I watched was One Punch Man, and then that got me into anime. So then I started watching, went back old school and watched One Piece. Um, nice. so I've been watching, uh, did some Dragon Ball, did some Naruto, still in the middle, but um. This was on my topic, but I'm about to bring it out now. So we're talking about anime is on Netflix. They have a show called Uncle from Another World. Shout out to our previous guest of uh, Caesar for uh, pointing it out. And um, it's great. I don't know if you have you seen it before or yet? No, I've not. It's basically an uncle who was in a coma for X amount of years. And then it turns out when he wakes up that he was actually living in a um, magical world. Oh. No, a magical world with like, you know, oh. elves and blah, blah, blah. So he wakes up in the regular world, but he still knows his um, magical power. So now he's doing magical stuff in the real world. So. Um, huh. So then, of course, like any person would do, he starts a YouTube channel. <laughs> so then. Uh, I love that. Yeah, that's what that is about. So then he's doing this magic on YouTube. And of course. You have the haters where they're like, uh, that's fake or that's CGI and stuff like that. So it's good. That oh, that, that was a, really that was really I'm sorry. No, that just sounds really interesting, actually. That that was a good one for this guest. And I just yeah. So it was it's good. It's on Netflix. I always have to switch over to uh the Netflix that Japan has because they have way better anime in Japan. And I always yes. like hear everything um, dubbed, not subbed. Um, all right. So what is Breaking, Matt? All right. This is a movie that got me all in my feels. Let me pull up my research. Is this Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo? Like, I'm not joking right now. No, but it was like when I was putting in there, I was like, break it, movie. Like I was getting the the break dance it was, but no, I was like yeah. breaking movie new. So it stars John Boyega. Oh, is this the bank robber one? Yes. It's about a military veteran. Uh the VA <laughs> stole his money. Oh. And 
and he goes to rob this bank but then like he is such a nice guy like he's like uh as a it's in a trailer so this is not a spoiler but i am gonna spoil later on some shit later on but um as he's um he pans a bank i got a bomb everything they escort he let them escort all the customers out he was like hey i need at least two of y'all who work here so while he's um behind them the phone rings so he answers it and she was like hey um is like rachel there and because she needs to help with her account blah 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 and he's like taking the note down and everything else like that and he was like uh, she'll be here later he hangs up and he gives it to one of the hostages he was like hey give this to rachel she's gonna need this later he's like super nice in this uh in this movie but as a veteran I can feel for him. He's just trying to make his um just trying to he's trying to get his disability check. He was getting the checks, then he missed a couple of days. He was in university and he uh missed a couple of days and he stopped going. So then they took his disability check to pay for the school, but now he's homeless and things like that. So now this wasn't shown in the movie, but I did research after the movie to where because this is this is based off a real story. This really did happen. Oh, so okay. that the guy, uh, Lance Corporal Brian Brown Easley, he, you know, have a problems. So he was moving from location from different location to location. So he never actually got those letters. So in the movie, uh, she they were like the bank tellers like, hey. Uh, you can have all this money or whatever. She was like, how much money are you asking for? And he was like, I just want, like, he's like, I don't want the bank's money. I want my money from the VA. And then he, she was like, well, how much is it? $892. Because the original title of this movie was going to be called 892. But he just wanted his check for that he deserved. He didn't want it from the bank. Even the teller was like, I'll give you the money myself. And she was, he was like, I don't want your money. I want my money from the VA. But, uh, they, the police SWAT end up uh, killing him and just being a veteran myself, trying to get through the VA and just trying to just trying to survive and everything. It got me in my feels, feelings. And also he acted his ass off in this movie. He um, was very believable in this movie. Hmm. Yes. So he sounds, it was sounds great. powerful. Yeah, but it was it was a great movie. I, um, you guys should all watch it. It was very good, very good, that very good. Okay, one more time. It was very good. <laughs> That's how good it was. <laughs> That's right. Four very goods from Matt. If that also, if that count is wrong, thank you I'm for sorry. Your service. Saying, I also just want to say thank you so much for your service. I didn't know that you were about as well. Oh, it was my honor. I had fun out there. <laughs> I I enjoyed my time in the Navy. Yeah, Matt has yeah. enjoyed his time in the Navy. That's that's very fucking true. <laughs> you he, mm-hmm. he, he's he's talked about it on some episodes, and there's some stuff mm-hmm. I had to cut too. <laughs> and uh, I, I have that's definitely a movie I would see because my dad he was in the Israeli army and he fought in like different wars and stuff like that so that's definitely a movie I would be interested in seeing as well right because one thing is it it personally this is my feelings for it just shows like we as America say that we love our military and everything 
But then once it's time to go back home, is the love is not there anymore. Sure, they they like to bring us out for sporting events and things like that, but those are the uh, exception, not the rule to where, you know, peop- what about the, the ones that are not functioning, the ones that need the help? And uh, I'm in so many uh, Facebook groups with veterans where there is so much red tape, so much steps where people are just trying to get the benefits that they earned and just to go through the day, they're they're just looking for the medical they need. They're just looking for housing right. if they can't afford it. Is is just it's a fucked up way. So, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that the movie yeah. was able to, able to show that. Also, I have to say as a side note, really quickly. I'm so sorry, Matt. I just want to say this is probably very silly, but you and I have the same glasses. We do. You got girl glasses, uh, man. You're a fucking nah. girl, man. Nah, we both got sexy glasses. That's what we got. <laughs> Don't call this child sexy. We're both sexy bitches. Glasses sexy. Yes. Yes, we are. Hashtag sexy bitches. <laughs> All right. All right. I see y'all. I see y'all. You and these fucking guests keep discriminating me. You remember a couple of weeks ago when y'all motherfuckers was wearing red and my dumb ass was wearing gray? What is this shit? Oh, yep. no. See, I don't know. Just wake up and we just got this vibe. Like, I knew nothing of her until you told me. So I was like, let me look it up. And the first video I watched of hers was uh, she was shitting on Friday the 13th video. And I was like, <laughs> all right. All right. I like her. I was like, we could do this. <laughs> that's, that's the only video I watched. <laughs> I, I fucks with her. I fucks with her. I, I was like, I like shitting on stuff. So I was like, yeah, I, all right. We, this could work. <laughs> so last week I um was very upset. Uh, I was shitting on the Lego Corporation um, because I bought the office set in July. I pre-ordered it. And when it came to me, they were like, hey, man, you can't get the October free gift with purchase. And I was like, but I want that free shit. And so me and my daughter, we rode up to uh, the mall last Sunday and she's in her stroller looking adorable and shit. I made sure, you know, like, you know, comb my beard and stuff and brush my hair. So, you know, they they won't think I'm like some savage ass black man. Right. Because, you know, you got to look presentable and shit. And so we go on up in the Lego store and the woman's like, oh, my God, your daughter's so cute. And I was like, thank you for telling me what I already fucking know. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I explained what's going on to the manager. And he's like he looked in the the box that they shipped the, the, the office in. He's like, I got you, fam, just to make sure it was there. And he, he gave me that shit. He taped that shit up and be all, he's like, be on your way. And I was like, oh, I was ready to be mad right now. But um, OK, <laughs> so I just want to uh, come back on here and just say, you know, um, the Lego Corporation, they've been nothing but good um, to the to the world as a whole. And um, yes, I continue to verbally suck their dicks. Lego, send us some free shit. <laughs> Please send us some free shit. We love free shit. I'll we'll fucking I'll build some goddamn Legos live on YouTube if you guys send us some shit Lego. Uh, so I caught a movie in the theater. Uh, have either of you guys heard of Smile? I have not, but I want to see it so much. It looks so good. I've heard of it just for the simple fact that I watch sports, and I guess part of their promotion is their hat. They have a woman smiling staring smiling just yeah. staring at the camera with a weird smile in different sporting events so that's how i found out about it but i actually have no idea what the actual movie is about though yeah it's about um think of it kind of like um like a virus 
So um, you see somebody do something very crazy, like kill themselves and they're smiling. And the trauma from you witnessing that transfers it to you. And eventually you get the smile demon in you and you eventually kill yourself. You have like so much time before oh. like it takes over and you kill yourself. Um, the movie was quite good. Um, it's got uh, Jesse T. Usher. He's a train on the boys. And mm. also apparently Kevin Bacon's daughter. She's the lead in the movie. And um, wow. it, was really, it was really good. Um I don't want to get too deep into it um, because Ariel wants to see it, but essentially the movie's about trauma and how we deal with it. That's like the the main thesis of it because like you, the demon can only transfer itself to you, be, you know, because you witnessed the trauma of someone committing, you know, c- killing themselves. Um, yeah, it was really good. It's apparently based off a short film called Laura Hasn't Slept, and I also watched that this week. It's like uh, ten minutes, like if you google hard enough you can find it um it's basically the um the 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 opening scene of the movie is basically the short film where the person is explaining like how they can't sleep and they're being haunted by this smiling entity and that's that's basically what it is like it's some excellent acting in the short film um i highly recommend it especially it's october spooky shit go go see it give this movie some money and um, last thing is I uh, started the Midnight Club on Netflix. Um, so I keep thinking of Midnight Society when I think of this show. Uh, do you know what I'm referencing, Matt? No. Because when I hear Midnight Club, I think of the car video game. So <laughs> they're making a movie out of that or Need for Speed or something, like a new movie. Okay. Uh, so Midnight Society was the group in Are You Afraid of the Dark that told the story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that where um, these terminally ill kids in the 90s, they are in this, um, they're in hospice, but the hospice center is a converted, an old converted mansion. And at midnight, they tell each other like stories. So the show has like an overall story about like the kids in the hospice, but then like each episode they tell a story and like that's different characters and stuff. So you get the mm-hmm. best of both worlds. Uh, apparently this is based off a series of books, which I did not know because before I found that out, I thought they were trying to rip off Are You Afraid of the Dark? But no, that's not what's happening. <laughs> but it's on Netflix. I've watched the first two of 10 episodes and it's quite good. So hopefully next week I can talk about it further. Well, I just looked it up real quick. And one of the first stories was, um, I guess, Mike Flanagan directed it. It says Mike Flanagan's Midnight Club breaks world record for most jump scares in a TV episode. Whoa, interesting. Um, yeah, but they did it in a super annoying way because they were right <laughs> one after another. And like somebody was telling oh. that story and they kept in the jump stories kept kept happening and they were like stop fucking doing that like that's derivative and so like they're trying to make a uh, point about that oh uh, okay uh, you see that's kind of like how friday uh no five nights at freddy's does it they do way too many jump scares where uh, it just becomes annoying after a while i can't play that game and it's not just because like it's scary it's just like you got to be doing too much and i'm not trying to juggle all that shit 
yeah, after a while, it just gets boring and monotonous. Like that was on, like that was the first video I ever uploaded on my YouTube channel for for Five Nights at Freddy's Four, and it was okay. It was cute. It was scary, but then it was like, oh, you're doing this again? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Um, so here here is um here we here we come to our weekly portion, uh, our weekly section that is totally not just here because of our guests. Um, uh, it's, it's Matt and Chad's game corner where we talk about games. You know, you know, Matt. This, like always. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so tell us about your old man games this week. Man, I've been playing Fortnite like crazy. That's not an uh, old man. That's a young man's game and a young per- that's a young person's <laughs> game. Man, I've been playing Pac-Man like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> man, on my Atari. <laughs> right. Uh, actually, I do have a Pac-Man arcade machine though. In your Japan oh, home nice. or yeah, in America. Right here. Yeah. No, in uh my Japan home. I like how you called it by Japan hope. <laughs> well, you you've got it's not like you don't have shit here. Right. But no, um actually got one. Uh my son has it in his room. Okay. He got it for Christmas uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. I played Fortnite for like a while la- yesterday. Um, but besides that, the last game game I played was Stray. <laughs> we talked about that a couple months ago. Yeah. 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 So besides it was it was adorable. Yes. yes. Maybe fall like a baby. <laughs> um. So I played. Uh. I've been playing Control since like Sunday, and I am having so much fun. Um. Sometimes it takes, at least for me, a little minute before like the, I'm actually invested in the game where I keep wanting to play it. But like almost from jump, I was like. I'm invested. Like I, I just want to play this with all of my free time. Um, so what is it about? Have either of you heard of Alan Wake? That's actually one of the games I'm going to be reviewing the, okay. the, the, in this round of the, the reviews. I review it after I finish Uncharted Four. Okay. Okay. Are yeah. you playing? You're going to be streaming it too, or just reviewing it? No, just reviewing and doing it on my own time. Okay. Uh, Alan Wake is a game that came out in like 2008 or 2009, and at the time it was like a Xbox exclusive. 2010. Okay. And um, Control is a it's set in the same universe as Alan Wake, so like weird oh, wow. shit was happening to Alan Wake, and um, in Control, there's a government agency called the Bureau of Control where they go out and investigate and um contain um artifacts that are doing weird shit like oh yeah um you gotta you've got this mirror and like you get too close to it and you get sucked into like a mirror world or here's a film projector that opens portals to other worlds but it's not always fun shit that comes out of the said portals you know so um the main character Jesse, she has been looking for her brother since she was a kid because as kids they found one of these artifacts and the bureau of control took the artifact and also her brother. So she's been looking for her brother all this time. So she finally finds the bureau of control and as luck would have it, it's during a lockdown because something got out. And so you're trying to go to the different departments and set everything right. And along the way, you you gain like powers, like 
you can float or you can like uh use telepathy to like pick objects up and throw it and i'm just having a lot of fun wow. that sounds like so much fun it is and um so the reason I have this game is because I subscribe to PlayStation Plus. And so I think last year they were giving out the um, the version with all the DLC as one of the monthly games. Oh, and nice. so I'm not realizing what's DLC. I, I, you can tell what the main story is, but some stuff is like, I, I don't know if this is DLC or if this is just a side mission. So I took this one side mission and I'm doing some stuff, and then Alan Wake pops up, and I'm like, "Oh, oh my gosh!" Is is so that mission was actually DLC. So like, I do appreciate how like since it's been years since it's come out, it's all it's all stirred in together. So it's like it's not like you know when you buy a game when it first comes out and you beat it, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, six months later we got some DLC, y'all," and you come back and everything's complete except this one little, little new area over here, and they're like. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but you know, we got a new island, but so it's all baked in. So it's like, I don't know what's new or what's not, but I do know Alan Wake was DLC. Okay. Nice. I like how they like are meshing both of the worlds together. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Cause they uh, recently released Alan Wake, but this time it's on PlayStation as well. So are you playing on PlayStation or Xbox? Uh, Playing Alan Wake remastered on Xbox. Okay. She-Hulk episode eight. Did you see it, Matt? Yes, I did. Thoughts? Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, hold on, let me go back. Which what was episode eight again? Daredevil appears. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Um, I love me some dead uh Daredevil. I was about to say Deadpool. Daredevil. Um, <laughs> uh, um, because I love the the show on Netflix. Um, or should I say Disney Plus now? Um. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I like the courtroom where their battle back and forth where he won. Um I don't like I don't know the comic book history of them teaming up or anything else like that. I enjoyed their um banter. I was surprised when they hooked up. Same here. Uh I appreciate they gave us a little taste of what I'm looking for. I just I want lawyer stuff. I want fun lawyer adventures. And I got a little taste of that. We got Daredevil. I love, love, love the fake out with um, because you know, Daredevil on Netflix is famous for those hallway fight scenes. And they set that shit up. It was like 10 dudes, and you're like, Daredevil about to whoop all y'all motherfucking asses. And then she hulk busts in and it just crushes them. And it, it was funny. But, oh, uh, let me ask you, what's her ha- has her uniform always looked like that? I mean, yeah. is that what it looked like in the comic books? Yeah, it's it's not it's not a, yeah. It looks like she's about to do some fucking track and field in the comic book. Yeah, I didn't. I thought it was gonna look superhero-y, but uh, yeah, it just looks like she was about to go ride the bike or something. She's like she's about to throw a fucking javelin. Yeah, uh, but okay, as long as it's good to the comic book, um, uh, the colors and things like that, I guess that makes sense. But no, like I I do love like the flirty back and forth, like when he was like, okay. It's 10 dudes. It should take me about 15 seconds to take each one out. And she's like, I don't have a half an hour for all this. An and he's like, that's, he's like, that's not how math, math works. Math works, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that little back and forth. Um, I do, I will say I'm annoyed that it, um, 
they stopped doing those uh, after credit scenes, like after episode three or four. And I just feel like it would have been kind of fun to have him do the walk of shame as the after credit scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And then I do appreciate like she's like, huh, well, this is fun. You know, she's talking to the camera at the at the uh, Daredevil leaves from, you know, them hooking up. And she's like, why is the episode still happening? Like, what, what's what's what, what is going she's on here? She's breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> she's been breaking it since episode one. That's so cool. I love that. <laughs> you should watch it. You should watch it. But like the episode keeps going. She's like, ah, oh, shit. It's, it, it's the finale next week. Do, do we have to do a cliffhanger? And I love that. Oh, buddy. Um. That's actually what they did in the Joker uh, comic. I think it was like 86 or something like that of where it was like, it was like somewhat of the origin story of the Joker, but that's what they did in that comic book of where they did like uh, breaking the fourth wall. That was, mm-hmm. I think the first one that they did that with. Um, and I think it was the killing joke. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And they broke the fourth wall. See, I'm showing my nerd right now. I can't help it, but you know. I'm that's a fucking nerd. Uh, yeah. So it, 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 it truly ends with a bang and I do really like how they still keep touching on like yes she is a woman there are things that she that that she that she will do that will be perceived differently because she's a woman like she literally hulks out at something and people are like mortified and I feel like if Bruce Banner would have did it they would have been upset but mm-hmm. it wouldn't have turned into what it turned into because of her being a woman. Uh, I'm I'm right. I'm keeping it vague because I really would like you to watch the show, Ariel. I know you don't have yeah, time because you're uploading every motherfucking day. <laughs> but um, yeah, she but she has time to even eat. <laughs> <laughs> but she has an outburst, and it's a fucking thing. I need to see it. I'm excited to watch it um but yeah it's, it's it's been nothing but solid well no that's a lie it is it has been overall a solid show yeah yeah we, we had some bumps all right all that being said that leads us to this week's this movie discussion of not okay have you ever wanted to be noticed so badly hey mom you wanna hang out tonight oh you didn't even care what it was for Colin. oh shit what up honey danny from work danny Yo, Colin, I love your videos, man. Thanks, B. So what are you? I'm a writer. I'm looking to develop my work by traveling. Going to Paris for it. Shit. Hey, get picks. I'm gonna get lots of picks. Yeah, I'll throw them all up on the gram. Right. We have some breaking news at this hour. A string of terrorist attacks struck Paris this morning, leaving dozens dead and many more injured. We are here with the girl of the moment. You've been blowing up our Insta feed. Speaking of bombings. The internet likes to turn victims into villains. Oh, doesn't seem to be happening to me. You should be prepared if it does. We need to talk. Be careful what you fucking wish for. So what, are we supposed to feel bad for you? <clears throat> so um, we're still playing this little game here. Um, Matt, without looking at the outline, tell me what this movie's about. It is about somebody who um, 
they want to get the fame or they want to get the attention from somebody from a person they create a lie to get attention that lie explodes and now they get this uh, additional attention which they've been wanting so now they got to continue this lie on even more okay ariel how would you describe this movie uh, how like exactly like how being a YouTuber is to an extent only without the, the lies. Well, some YouTubers do lie actually. Some YouTubers have created entire personas that were entirely fake. Um, but I would create it kind of as a depiction of what happens when you push things too far that aren't supposed to exactly be pushed if you know what I mean like for people who who haven't watched the movie obviously um I would highly recommend it to see like how social media plays a part like what happens when social media goes too far kind of thing hmm. yeah okay um yeah. so IMDB says an ambitious young woman finds followers and fame when she poses as the survivor of a deadly attack but she soon learns that online notoriety comes with a terrible price. Ariel, what did you think of this movie? And please feel free to spoil the ever-loving shit out of this if you need to. Oh, I have permission to. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure if I could spoil it at all. Um, and I I love this movie. I thought that, I think, honestly, it should be required watching for anybody who's in content creation, to be honest. Because when you, let's say, for example, when you lie about something and i took notes on this i i was there watching the movie i was like wait a second no need to talk about that because <laughs> like when they, when you have someone who is starting social media who has depression the way this character does and i stopped it at one of the frames because i wanted to see what medication she was taking lexapro is an antidepressant so when you look at the medication she's taking on top of what she wants out of life, on top of how she's acting with other people, trying to get in people's good favor, trying to make friends, making all of these like quirky click baby type gestures, like she really desperately just wants to belong. And like that liking that guy and taking that lie too far is a part of her mental state and how she's reacting to everything. So it's like, this movie is fantastic. I feel like all of like the quirky little cringy moments are just exactly what goes on with a lot of people in content creation. Not so much the lying part. And like I said, that happens too with a lot of people, but for mostly like wanting the attention, wanting to make friends, wanting to get out of your own mental headspace is a big thing. I think I should have went first because... Uh... <laughs> She, Ari just dampened what I was going to say then. <laughs> so, um, now I got to change. I got to figure out what. what okay, I'm so I, I'm just going to quickly interject. So, the movie opened that uh, with a disclaimer that said that this uh, movie has a, an unlikable female protagonist. If that's the line of train, is that's the, the thought train you're going down? Yes, because I was like, I was going to say, DC, Marvel, they need to take part and watch this movie because I like this villain story where there is this villain has no redeeming qualities. They don't try to make a, a redemption arc at the end to make the villain more likable, Black Adam type of thing. Where well, 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 stop, straight, stop, stop. We haven't that hasn't come out yet. We, well, we, I'm just saying, <laughs> right? But I'm just saying, like, it's a villain all the way through 
and there is no redemption yeah. where this person comes in and then like this it was like it was all the way through i like that i liked how it wasn't a cliche thing to where you know she gets with at the end she gets with rowan and then blah 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 happens and they're friends again type of thing where she was just left to deal with her lies and mistakes all the way through I can agree with that. Like, I do appreciate that we didn't have the cliche ending of like she actually gets she did some bullshit where she gets on stage and she and she says her little speech that she wrote on her oh on her phone. I was like, I was watching that. I was like, do not get on stage with her right now. I was like, and then when she when Rowan got done with her speech, I was like, do not get up on stage and I'll shine her and start doing your apology. Do not do that. But then she didn't. So I was like, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I thought that that was such an impactful moment because when I saw like the, like, she walks up, she gets out of the auditorium and then it goes to credits. I was like, wait, what? She's not yeah. going to go to She's not going to do any of that. I was so shocked and taken aback because normally I expect that cliche thing to happen, yeah. but that didn't. And I was like, okay, this is a pleasant surprise. No, like, uh, but yeah, I I appreciated that. Like, I really, I I too enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Uh, and it's just like so funny how like one, I mean, okay, I want to say one small little lie, but like this woman over here like doing photoshops and shit and like fake posts. I like, guess one thing to just be like, hey, work, I'm going to Paris, and then you don't. But then like the amount of work she put into it before like the shit went down, like I find yeah. that. I find that funny, but uh, I do like how like this like snowballed into something, and it's like you could you could take you could go down one or two paths. You could just be like, "Hey guys, before this shit even blow up, my fucking bad," or you can roll with it. And she chose chaos. She chose Damn, to go that's... to the fucking airport, ask people were getting off the plane from Paris to get in the fucking pictures with the reporters and shit. She had her little fake ass beret, like <laughs> yeah. go see. My thing was even that, okay. You lied, you do your Photoshop, okay. Shit hits the fed, terrorist attack. Then she's like, I, I gotta cover up this lie. She does the airport thing, which was fine for me. She goes to work. They're like, blah, blah, blah. And then this is where I got upset about. You don't continually to lean into this lie. The lie is done. We're done now. Just be like, I don't want to talk about this. Yes, I experienced this. And move on to something truthful. She kept leaning into this lie. She created, she already created this world, but then she leaned into it and she made this lie her whole life. And that's where I'm like, she shouldn't have done that. All right, get out this lie. Now you got the attention that you wanted. Now do some writing, do whatever to make your truth. But she just kept leaning back into this lie that she did to where right, but now her whole I'm, world evolved around it. Right, but here's the thing, man. She, nobody want to hear about that shit. Like, okay, she did some writing. If you're not writing about that experience, nobody want to read that shit. So that she had to lean into her from that aspect. I feel like it was kind of like between like, Two things because she didn't have a choice, but also she caused herself not to be able to have that choice. No, so. yeah, like she is the arbiter of her own situation. Yes. Yeah. 
like she didn't have to cake it on as much as she did i feel like you know like that does have a point of where it's like okay you did this you could have stopped it at a certain point yeah. but you continued it on so it made it impossible for people to stop bringing it up because you never stopped bringing it up she got addicted to it but i also don't yeah. like how she didn't get any negative internet stuff until she came into everything was exposed and like I find that far fetched because like they were in group and Rowan was like you know just be careful because like that shit can turn on you real quick. And I'm surprised like all the stuff that she was posting online after after her her article blew up and like the pictures and she's in and like nobody none of her comments are like oh this is the these aren't my actual thoughts. But no none of her comments were like, oh, I thought you uh, um you experienced trauma. Why why are you out, you know, at these parties and stuff in these pictures? Like you should be at home, you know, scared for your life or something like that. You know, things of that nature, you know, where people were trying to like tell her how she should react to a traumatic event. Mm-hmm. Um I'm surprised that that wasn't covered because yeah you, i'm surprised because gonna... that's what normally happens with social media <laughs> yeah right right so i don't know but also um uh, i want to get her name right uh mia isaac that yeah. she played rowan she was a very good actress when she was doing those speeches yeah. you could feel the passion and everything she was saying she was um she was very good at <laughs> actressing she was crushing it <laughs> actressing yes <laughs> Yes, she she was very good at her job. <laughs> I thought that, that everyone really who acted in that movie, like the two worked in tandem so well together. Like when they were in that, that one scene where they were breaking stuff and everything like that and getting out the anger, you could see, um, if I recall her name correctly, uh, Danny. Um, Zoe Deutsch. Every- yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could see her breaking everything. You could see her actually start to like, kind of break through some of her own trauma and depression mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a way like using what she actually learned to help herself in not the because she didn't you know go through the paris bombings but to help herself go through her depression and everything and she was helping her without even realizing it right. so i feel like in that sense i think that movie touches on some really realistic stuff of where you need to be involved with people in order to have like a healthy mental balance to an extent because she didn't have any friends. Like when Rowan was like, Oh, do you have any friends that you can talk to? And she, yeah. she's like, Well, I, I have you, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's that's very true. Um, but no, I thought this movie was great. Um I, also something I thought was kind of funny is um I didn't think anything of it until like it was time to leave the kickball game and the uh group group therapy leader was like, Come on, Rowan, and I was like, Is that her mom? And then, like the in the like a couple of scenes later, she's like, "Oh, uh, spoiler! This is my mom." And I'm like, "Okay, I didn't want to assume that the two black characters were related, but movie, why are the two black characters related?" I mean, it made sense where since she worked at the school when it happened. No, but I, I'm just not expecting her mom to be the group counselor leader, right? Right. Like, yeah, well, you don't want to do that with your that. mom, right? Yeah. But no, I, I thought. Or, and another thing was, uh, Danny's parents rich? Yes, yes, they could have afforded to actually send her to Paris. That's what I thought. Like later on, I was like, they have money. Why wouldn't like 
They could have just paid that money for her to actually go to Paris. Because she was high on her goddamn mind when she got the idea. And she's like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to bother them. That guy, though. Oh, my gosh. What, the guy who looks like uh, that comedian, Peter or something. I don't know. I don't Pete Davidson. Oh, yeah. 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 The Keith, Keith Davidson. I thought that's who it was originally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dylan O'Brien played the shit out of that role. And I fucking love the code switching at the end when she's like, you're from Maine. And he just went to his white boy voice. And I'm like, yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. It was interesting because I was cringing so bad when he took out that blunt. I was like, oh, my God, why did you? <laughs> He's like, sitting on both sides. I'm like, oh, no, this is really cringe. And it took him so long to light all the parts. <laughs> <laughs> So it was this and one other movie that I thought of uh, when I asked if you want to come on. And just like, you know, we, we you know, the three of us, we create content, you know, different kind of content. Like, you know, we, we're more audio and, you know, you're the visual kind. But it's just like the things one will do to, you know, get those clicks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something of where I am part of the movie where she sends out her uh, apology kind of article and everything like that. And, you know, she's a writer and I associated with it because I was a writer. And I, well, that was, I am a writer. But, you know, whenever I see that kind of like thing of where afterwards she got those notifications and notifications kept going on. But I don't know what it is, but like my heart was like, it just sank. And I was, saw how well she acted out the moment when you're like, your soul just drops when you see negativity in your timeline or in your feed or people harassing you all the time and it's just like shit they really got that on point they really did because that's the thing with the job like you never know like what thing is going to piss what person off right. to the point of where they um will stalk you or where they will harass you because i have you know a couple of stalkers you know i have people who literally will not leave my messages alone i have to remove certain accounts i have to block a lot of people a lot of the time and that movie showcases how far like even in the beginning of the movie when she says uh be careful what you effing wish for you know so it's really shows the reality of social media and whenever you wish for something hard enough it does happen like that's what people don't understand is like that manifestation thing you know it is a reality <laughs> it's like the monkey's paw where you get your wish but it is a fucked up version of it yeah it is so i'm not sure if this if i'm thinking about the same thing but you asked me you asked us to remind you about some controversy that happened and i remember a few weeks yeah. ago you posted like a five page Instagram, five page, five part Instagram story about some shit that was going down. Like, is, is this the same thing yeah. or is this something different? It's a continuation of the same bullshit that was happening. Um, I posted a tweet now would be, I think, four days ago um, saying about like, you know, I don't understand the hate that, you know, a lot of gaming journalists get. We all are not, you know, uh, clickbaity people we want to be able to you know provide news and educate and inform and talk about our love of gaming you know i'm paraphrasing myself right now but it was to that extent pretty harmless tweet i would say but it exploded and it got like almost i think three or four hundred likes on the tweet i got massive amounts of people very pissed off at me saying you're not a journalist you're not you're not a writer what are you talking about like you go back into the kitchen you know, I was getting, yep, <laughs> yep, it was insane. It was one of those moments of where, like, for two days, almost three days straight, I was getting harassed by people 
quite quote tweeted being told that, well, we don't need to be educated. And it's like, I'm not talking about that in like a uh, diminutive way. I'm talking about it in a way of where I want to discuss pieces and inform people on topics. You know, not all journalists are here to, and I hate whenever journalists, whenever they go into this thing of where they'll, they'll clickbait an article and they won't even give the information that they were clickbaiting about to begin with. So, you know, people, they just want the, a, not a reliable news source that is going to give them what they asked for. And that's all people want. Mm-hmm. And I had to tell so many people that I don't make money from this. And they, they don't believe me. They're like, oh, you're a shill for Sony. And I did a, a Twitter video even on it that got almost 3,000 views on it of where I showed the back. I was like, where am I a shill for any company in particular? Right. They, you know? Right. You just got a, a fucking PS5 like a month ago. Like you're you're clearly a piss poor shill, Ariel. Like um... I know. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm obviously working for the black market. Sony group. Are you kidding me? I mean, I, <laughs> I, I thought that I thought you were um, at, um, in bed with Microsoft. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not trying to fuck your money. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's, and it was one of those things too, of where like people thought that I was making millions of dollars for what I do. It's like, no, I, I, I don't, I don't. And the thing is, is like people don't realize that you know if they see journalists under one umbrella, they're like, oh, you work for this company. It's like a lot of us either work for indie companies or we work on it from our own websites. Because personally, I don't work for any company. I just work from, you know, for myself, from my own Wix webpage, and I publish all of my own articles. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, it was, it was intense. Like I had to like really kind of like sit back for a moment after I saw that movie because the harassment part of it, it, I don't like saying the word triggered, but it did trigger that kind of resurgence of emotion that I felt during those days, because I'm not going to lie. I still feel like the effects from it, like it's only happened a few days ago. So, you know, whenever I, I think about it, it's like one of those things of where I'm getting, you know, how do I phrase this? That way it doesn't come across sounding cocky because I want to avoid that so much. Um, I'm getting more followers every day. I get notifications. Like I have to put the notifications off of my phone or else it freezes my phone. Like I get so many people asking me different questions about stuff and that I can only answer it in a certain amount of time. If I don't answer someone's question, they block me. So there's a lot that goes into this that people don't realize necessarily. I keep my DMs off for a reason. Um, you know, I get harassed through emails. I get, you know, people telling me what games I should play on my channel. So there's a lot that goes into it that people don't realize. And I think that this movie covers, like I said, the harassment part of it and a lot of um, the social part of it really well. Like how you're being a socialite, how you have to keep up appearances, how you have to like, once you reach popularity, it doesn't stop. You have to keep yourself looking and acting and being present 24-7, even when you don't want to be. Yeah, you have to stay relevant because then you're going to lose that because people are not going to stay if you're not still giving them what they want. There's mm-hmm. it's it's um this market is saturated, so unless it's something like they have a legit, not emotional, that's not the right word, some kind of connection, then they 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 will move on to the next person doing it, getting their fix from somebody else. So you have to keep putting stuff out there for them. All right. So what do you all think the Rotten Tomato score was on this movie? I would say roughly like 70 because not everybody's going to vibe with this movie. 85. Because I feel like in 
everybody's uh doing something on they could they could relate to this movie somehow this uh so out of 99 uh critic reviews this um the average was 74 percent okay uh and the audience score was 59 percent oh wow the audience didn't like it uh they didn't they couldn't relate they not content uh, creators like us. <laughs> also, you know, at the end of the day, who among us doesn't hate women, right? And so they were like, I can't, <laughs> I can't follow this this female character. Oh, well, then I, I figured they would have. If they don't like women, they'd probably be like, Yeah, she gets what she deserves and she would like that part. But no, they couldn't connect to they couldn't connect because it wasn't a white man. Oh. They, the movie should have been following Dylan O'Brien because he he's a character you want, right? You know, he's a uh, he's an alpha male, you know, getting women, having sex in bathrooms and stuff, you know, having unprotected sex at that. He need to he needs to go to therapy. He got he got something he needs to work through. When he was like <laughs> when he was having sex yeah. with her and he was like, you uh, we kept calling her. You. Uh, oh, yeah. That was some fucked yeah, up that sexy was, talk. Uh, he was like, you're how you call. He's like, I'm going to take care of you. You're. You're damaged. He was saying something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, I was you like, fucked up, yeah. you damaged. Yeah. Like, I'm like, my guy, like, um, who how, why is this making you aroused? Right. That's what I'll say. He needs to, he needs to go to therapy. He needs to work work so he got some things to work through. Yes, he does. He's the one you should be asking, Are you okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he said he was okay. He he tweeted, I'm okay. So it's all good. It's all good. I'm okay, but I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so um trivia uh of the following actors uh from the movie who filmed scenes for a spider-man movie but they were cut out a zoe deutsch or danny b mia isaac or ruin or c dylan o'brien colin i would think dylan o'brien i was going to say that but now to make it interesting i will say danny why do you say what you said, Ariel? Because he's a very forgettable character. Hey, hey, hey. He 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 is a fan favorite on the TV show Teen Wolf. He's what I'm sorry, they made a show out of the movie, they ruined it. Um, yeah, he had like five seasons and it's got a revival coming on Paramount Plus. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Because no, I've like, only seen the one with Michael J. Fox. <laughs> no, like people fucking love his character on Teen Wolf. And also he was the lead in um the Maze Runner movies. Like literally, I'm not joking. <sighs> the third movie almost killed him. Like he got so hurt in a during a stunt that they thought he was gonna wow. die. Like he was in the hospital for a long time. People were like, oh, Is wow. this motherfucker gonna walk again? It was bad news bears. So he was actually he's actually like a good actor because that's the only thing I've seen him in. Was no, yeah, he, he's movie. a good yeah he's a good actor. Uh, okay. The the answer yeah, you're right Matt the answer is Zoe Deutsch she was cast oh. in the Amazing Spider Man from 2012 with um, Andrew Garfield, but her scene was cut. But she is on the DVD, mm. like you know the deleted scene. All right, so trivia was very sparse. So I got two things. Um, the first one is the character of Rowan has some similarities with real world school shooting survivor turned activist X Gonzalez, who was born Emma Gonzalez, who survived the Stoneman Douglas High School um, shooting in Parkland, um, Florida. 
And also the other bit of trivia I have is director Quinn Shepard and co-star Nadia Alexander, who played Harper, got engaged while filming the movie. And the director was yeah. actually the person at the end of the movie during that other group therapy session. That was the one named Quinn. I think she sat next to mm-hmm. Danny. That was the director. Oh, oh nice. Okay. okay. But yeah, so that's all I've got. Um, so first and foremost, before we roll out, I'd like to wish you a, a happy birthday, Ariel. Um, oh, thank you. This episode post you, you you'll probably be 30 when this when this post. So I don't know. I'm I'm throwing shit at the yeah. wall here. Um, I genuinely appreciate you um actually looking at the spam on your Instagram messages and being like, <laughs> Yes, I will be on your podcast. And um, you're a good sport. You know, we we the three of us had a good dynamic here. Um, if 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 you have the time, I'd love to have you back. And just genuinely, thanks for oh, you know thank you. shooting the shit with us. Absolutely, it was so much fun. I'm always happy to check my spam because I never know what opportunity is going to land or like who wants to chat. And this was just so much fun to get to show with you guys and chat about movies and manga and anime and be identical nerd twins with matthew yes <laughs> why, 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 uh, y'all, why y'all gotta be offensive <laughs> not. because it's what we do and i enjoyed this conversation so much that i am subscribing to you right now he, he said so he, he saved that for the recording Oh, that's really sweet. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, we might be to 2,800 by now because I knew we were only like two or three away. Oh, I could be 2,800 one. Unsubscribe real quick. I'm just messing. We're trying to see something for scientific purposes. But uh, please plug your channel before we get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my YouTube is Huggable Hipster. Um, my Twitter is Huggable Hipster. I talk about everything from, you know, music to uh, to K-pop. Yes, I love K-pop. Uh, to anime, to, you know, to everything really under the sun, to gaming, all that kind of stuff. Uh, my uh, channel, Huggable Hipster, right now I talk about gaming news, psychologically gaming, where I talk about different uh, psychological topics in the video games, gaming walkthroughs, and different types of health help and advice videos for dark souls and souls born fans and thank you so much for listening please rate like and review our podcast on your platform of choice if you have any feedback please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com like our facebook page we used to talk about this at work and follow us on twitter instagram and tiktok Hey, we used to talk pot. come back next week when we discuss a true crime documentary into the deep the submarine murder case and like always i don't know if this was a good episode i don't know if it was a bad episode but whatever you think about it talk about it at work thank you for listening